Jude chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which I was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to talk about isms on Real Men Talk. Let's get with it. Welcome to the Real Men Talk podcast, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff. Here's your hosts, Anthony Crenut and Craig Reynolds. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today we're going to be talking about isms. I'm here with my co-host, Craig Reynolds. How's it going, everybody? How you doing out there, Real Men? All right. So today we're going to be talking about isms. Um, we're, we're going to start talking about deconstructivism and some of these things that are affecting the church and are affecting uh, our nation um, that are being taught in our schools. Um, these things that, that we desperately need to grasp a hold of that we cannot ignore any longer. Um, the, these things that are, are, are affecting our children in a major way. These, these things are being voted on to be a part of curriculum in our schools. Uh, one of which is, uh, you know, critical race theory. We're going to hit here in a little bit. But one thing that I want to start off talking about is deconstructivism. Um, deconstructivism is, is a major player in both the, the, the Christian faith, the church, and in our nation. Craig, you got anything there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It, 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 you know, we've been living in the midst of a pandemic for a couple of years, but, you know, this is just as dangerous as this pandemic that we've been facing. Um, you know, you're seeing, uh, for one, biblical prophecy come to life through this. Uh, this is prophesied that this would happen, but uh, it, it's creeping into churches. I mean, you're talking about people who uh, at once seem very solid in the faith who are now denouncing their faith and walking away. And uh, it, it's time that we address it and, and the, the reality of it. That's right. Absolutely. So um, there are a couple people who are big activists when it comes to deconstructivism, people that I would I would highly promote, um, that I trust their theology, that I trust, you, you know, uh, what they have to say. And one of those people are Alyssa Childers. Uh, she's actually written a book called Another Gospel. And this definition of deconstructivism comes straight out of her book. Um, it says this, in the context of faith, deconstruction is a process of systematically decessing and often rejecting the beliefs that you grew up with. Sometimes a Christian will deconstruct all the way to atheism. Some remain there, but others experience a reconstruction. But the type of faith they end up embracing almost never resembles the Christianity that they formerly knew. This is this is the definition that Alyssa Childers gave in her book. Um, and so what what this deconstruction is, is it, it is is actually a form of Marxism, which is one of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, probably in our part two, I don't know, we'll see what happens. This will be broke up into two, two different podcasts, but um, it, there there is no truth. Okay, so th this is this is what we're going to get into. This is kind of where deconstructive come, uh, comes from. There's there's no relative truth. Um, Jack Hughes Derrida gave the said this about it, uh, which is the father of deconstructivism. But deconstructivism is birthed out of the idea that there is no real truth. 
that you cannot tie words down to one single meaning. Okay. So this is, this is the whole concept behind deconstructivism that, that what, what you think, what, what, what may seem true to you doesn't really seem true to me. So if there's no real truth to it, then, then they break everything down into, um, they use the words of the text against itself because the meaning that that once everybody knew doesn't doesn't re, uh, resemble that anymore, and it goes on to 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 just completely break down anything. You see, not only see this in in the faith, but you see this in America also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I read the statistics once. I it's been a bit, but you know, you look at uh, it's directly an attack on the church, but. You look at, uh, you know, the statistics of college-age students who say have been raised in a Christian home, they've been raised in a conservative home, they go off to college, um, and we'll call it for what it is, it's liberal indoctrination camps. That's right. And they go off to these colleges, and I think it's 70% will come back, and they, they will not have faith in Christ, and they will not have any conservative values, and really they don't even believe in God at all. And that's that's, that's right. very alarming. That shows you the 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 reality of what we're facing. Uh, you know, they 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 put it under these things of deconstructing faith, or you know, of uh, of of pro choice, of LGBT, of all these things. They put these these beautiful names on them, as so it sees these kind names, these welcoming names, but. Really, ultimately, it's an attack against God and His creation. That's exactly right, and this is the reason—the reason why we need to, to to know why what is going on and why this is so crucial—is because we we need to understand what we're teaching our children. Because what's happening, just like Craig said, these kids are going off to college and they're being taught things that their liberal professors are telling them. They're like, "Hey." Prove to me why you believe what you believe. And the kids are going, uh, well, my mom and dad told me so, you know, mm-hmm. and this, this doesn't work, you know, so they have these professors that they look to that are teaching them that are guiding them in the next journey of life. They've got all these letters behind their names they are these super smart people. I mean, they're teachers, right? They're taught to 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 trust their teachers. They they're, they spend twelve years learning to to trust their teachers. They get off to college, and their their professors are like, "Okay, let me tell you why your mom and dad were wrong." Yeah, and they have nothing to argue with because they have no knowledge for themselves of what what truly is going on, and so. They they use this deconstructivism, you know, okay, well, you say because your mom and dad told you so. Well, my mom and dad tells me that Buddhism is right. So if that's right for me, why is that right for you? And yeah. and if that's right for you, why is it wrong for me? Yeah. You know, and so they, they begin to twist and they begin to turn. They begin to do all these different things. So the same thing is happening inside the faith. Inside the faith, you know, people are like, okay, um, you, you know, let's say something bad happens. Um, God forbid that, you know, something bad happens. They're like, well, why did God cause this to happen? Then they begin to, to, to lose trust in, in something that they thought they were, were sound in. The problem was that they were never really sounded in the first place. They were never really, they were never really planted in it. And so it's easy for the world to creep in and be like, you know, that's not right because a real God would never do that. Yeah. A real God would never, you know, and you're thinking, man, I just went through this awful thing. Maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe a real God wouldn't, you know, well, that, that only comes to one yeah. conclusion. There is no God. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's what these people are saying. And that's what, that's what's happening. This is where this deconstruction is so 
is, is such an attack against the church and against the, the, uh, um, uh, the, the very foundations of everything the Bible stands for, the word of God stands for, because that's what it all comes down to. That's what, you, can, you can say it's attack on America. You can say it's attack on kids. It's, you can say it's attack. But when it boils down to it, it's an attack on Christ. It's an attack of the, on the word of God. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, another thing, too, is uh, the devil doesn't always come as a uh, as a fiery dragon, you know, and being intimidating. Sometimes he comes as a charmer. You know, you look at uh, in the garden with, uh, with Adam and Eve, you know, what what did he do really to, uh, to, to, to twist? He said, did God really say that, that you know, you couldn't eat of that fruit? I really, I personally don't believe that Satan went in that garden um, as a very fire breathing out of his mouth, uh, intimidating person. You know, That's right. And it's the, the first form of deconstructivism, right there. Right, and, and and you look at these professors. You know, they they come and they they're appealing, they're charismatic, they they they're educated. You know, mm-hmm. in in what they believe, even though it's wrong. It, mm-hmm. they, they're educated in it. They have a way of putting a, a twist on it. They, these kids have been taken out of a place of familiarity, you know, a place of comfort. They're, they're vulnerable, you know, and, and it goes to that. Well, you know, uh, they get at, you know, kids get asked, okay, well, why do you believe in God? Well, you know, th- this will explain to me how God's real. Uh, well, well, God's so amazing. God's so real, but you can't explain them. You know, right. they corner them, they twist them. And that's why it goes not just to, not just about teaching your kids, but, but being sure to make sure, making sure that they have an experience of God or experience is of God, you know, like where they have seen people that have been, uh, received divine healings where they've right. seen people, uh, you know, say somebody had cancer, you know, in the church and it all looked like, you know, the, the that every everything was against them that there was no chance of healing but miraculously they were healed that they that they seen the uttermost saved you know that they that they seen people filled with the holy spirit you know and all of the having those real encounters that is what builds an unshakable faith right that cannot be shaken because you know heaven and earth may pass away but the word of god you know will last forever you know you know you know once more he'll shake the earth but we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken that's right when all hell breaks loose we have received a kingdom that can that has not been shaken that's right you know, that's powerful within Amen. itself i mean we 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 are a child of the most high yes you know bought and paid for by the blood of jesus christ yep and you know, and so you see this stuff, you know, and you hear these these terms like, "Well, what's true for you may not be true for me." You know, this this whole relative truth. Well, that's that that's a a um, that whole term. Well, if there's if you say that, if you say there's no real truth, just the simple fact that you say no real truth is is you're saying is a truth. So it, it's it kind of folds itself in. It, it crumbles all on its own. But they're they're convincing these kids. That you you know that there is no real truth that they they don't have to um, they can believe whatever they want you know and you get into this progressive Christianity and all these different things that are all a form of deconstructivism you know where where you know well you you the Bible doesn't necessarily mean what it's saying you know you can you can still still have sex outside of marriage and it's okay I mean you still love Jesus you know or you know some of them. Some of them, and this is this is mind-boggling. Some of them have deconstructed all the way to the point that they don't even believe in the atonement. 
Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't even yeah. know where you can where you can call yourself a, a Christian at this point. You know what I mean? If you don't believe in the deity of Christ and what he did and, and his the, the his plan for salvation, or, you know, where, where you get progressive Christianity out of that out of that definition, I have no idea. You know, but this is this is what deconstructivism is doing to the church, and there are major leaders who are following these things. There are major leaders who are who are buying into this. Um, you see people all the time that are falling into um, into this deconstructivism, and it is a lie from the pits of hell. It is a tool that Satan uses against the church, and we as men. Um, as leaders, as fathers, as husbands, we have got to be able to recognize it. We have got to be able to see it and be like, okay, that's not right. Yeah. There is real truth. There is a real savior. His name is Jesus Christ. There is a creator. There is, you know, all these different things that, that, that there's so much factual stuff in this Bible that you, I mean, that, that are hard facts, hard facts that can be backed up by history, truth. Okay, and you can't you can't take that stuff away. There is absolute truth. There is no such thing as relative truth. That's a lie, and we have to understand that. Yeah, and and I think another thing we got to uh, you know really um, pay attention to also is that where this lies, with, with everything we're seeing in this nation, everything within the church, within the nation of deconstructivism, uh, progressive Christianity, all of these things, um, is that where it lies within time prophecy. Amen. And, and that, you know, even in first Timothy chapter four, verses one through three, the apostle Paul, he penned this. And it was now the spirit expressly says that in the latter time, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods, which God had created to God had created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Right. who know the truth and then in second second thessalonians chapter two uh the apostle paul again mentions this falling away of right. falling away from the faith you know and then in uh second timothy uh, yeah second timothy i believe it's chapter three maybe chapter four i don't have it pulled up right now but he he writes to tim the apostle paul writes to timothy and he says you know for be careful in that day for there will be many teachers they'll heap up teachers of their own who will preach to itching ears that's right uh, that will they'll, they'll preach feel-good messages they're gonna what the people want to hear that it, it doesn't have the conviction of truth you know that doesn't bring that doesn't uh, address sin doesn't address the things of what you need to do to repent and turn away and be sanctified and live a holy life but where you can you know have your cake and eat it too you know that's you can right. proclaim to have jesus and be a follower of christ but you're still going to live like sin through the week yes. so you know that's what we got to that's that's a that's something we got to realize is we are living in these days uh Matthew chapter 24 Jesus said that you know there'll be many false prophets that'll rise in that day you know yes. there'll be many false Christs you know and and that they will uh what do he say let me see they'll deceive many they'll right. rise up and deceive many false prophets will rise up and deceive many and and I mean that's what we're seeing we're seeing it in in our churches we're seeing it in our schools people are are leaving the faith they're 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 deconstructing they're uh they're preaching a false gospel and woe to them is all I have to say. Yes, because it is dangerous ground they're walking on. It is absolutely dangerous, and you know, and the 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 whole end time prophecy that you brought up is so relevant 
to, to this because that's exactly what we're seeing. We are seeing a falling away of the faith, these people who are buying into these lies. And really what it boils down to is they don't want to confront their own sin. You yeah. know, so it's easier. It's less condemning or it's less uh, convicting um, to, to believe that, well, I'm okay in my sin and to to be able to live the way that I want and still, you know, make myself feel like I can go to heaven. If there if there's a way that I can make myself feel good, you know, that's what they're doing. Because, I mean, let's let's be real honest. The word of God is offensive. Oh, yeah. It, if, if you don't read this word of God and 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 it, it does not convict you in some form or fashion, you're reading it wrong. Yes. You're yes. reading it wrong. It should bring conviction. Um, you, one of the other things that, that I want to talk about here is critical race theory, which is another thing that is directly affecting our church, directly affecting our nation and the effects that it's having on it. We're going to come. We're going to take a little break. And, and when we come back, we're going to talk about critical race theory. Let's get with it. Men, get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, competitions, and the anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 20th and 21st at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with international speaker, author, and the founder of Revival Makers, Tony Suarez. All his power, all of his might, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost, and now his name is on your life, and because of the name, you have access to the inheritance that belongs to the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right here and say thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by an on-time dynamic word from Pastor Joe Dobbins of the Twin Rivers Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Worship provided by the Palace Worship Team. Gather up your friends and come be a part of this memorable weekend. Tickets for the event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates or questions, please contact us at the church office, 573-785-4232, or by email, contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2022, featuring Tony Suarez, Joe Dobbins, and the Palace Worship Team, Friday night, May 20th, and Saturday, May 21st, at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. All right, here we are. We're back with Real Men Talk. Um, so we want to jump right into this critical race theory. So I have this definition that was given by um, uh, the NYU Press. Okay, so this is an article that they wrote uh, called Critical Race Theory and an Introduction. Uh, this definition was written by Richard Delgado and Gene Stefanik. I hope I pronounced that right. I don't really know. Craig, you care to read that real quick? Yep. 
The critical race theory movement is a collection of activists and scholars interested in studying and transforming the relationship among race, racism, and power. The the movement considers many of the same issues that conventional civil rights and ethnic studies discourses take up, but places them in a broader perspective that includes economics, history, context, group, and self-interest, and even feelings and the unconscious. Unlike traditional civil rights, which embraces incrementalism and step-by-step progress, critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, and neutral principles of constitutional law. Okay, so I know that there's a lot here. There's a there's a lot to this thing. There are a couple of things that I want to I really want to point out in this definition that um, that really makes this just just crucial. First and foremost, at the very beginning of it, I want you I want us to notice that it says activists and scholars. Okay, so that there's no that there's no hard truth to any any of this stuff. This is all just theories. You know, of course, it's called critical race theory. Um, but they use this as a worldview. Okay, so it's kind of like evolution. You know, to where it's like a, a, a I've been dealing with this with my boy. That's the reason why. Um, it, this is fresh in my mind. But you know, it's it's a theory, but they teach it as if it's fact. Um, and they're doing the same thing with critical race. The next thing that I would really like to point out was uh, group and self-interest mm-hmm. and feelings and the unconscious. Okay, so so when you begin to teach things as fact that are based on feelings, yep. okay, um, and group interests and the unconscious, okay? So, I mean, you, you see all this terminology, and it's like it really throws a wrench uh, for me Whenever I read this, I'm like, wait a minute, this does not, this is not making sense. This is, you cannot teach something as fact if it's based off of feelings. Everybody's feelings is different. Um, But they are, they're teaching this stuff as uh, uh, a fact. And then the next thing, the last thing I wanted to point out about this is here at the very end. uh, Again, I said, like I said, you can find this in the NYU Press uh, the article is called Critical Race Theory and Introduction. So you can find this. You can look it up yourself. Um, it says Enlightenment, uh, Rationalism, and Neutral Principles of Constitutional Law. Enlightenment, ra- Rationalism. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, 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 I, I really want to focus on this terminology that, you, that they're using. This is, this is the definition that they're using. Uh, Richard Delgado is one of the founders of critical race theory. Um, And so this is this is the the definition that he's giving to NYU Press for for this. Um, And so this rationalism, rationalism, you know, it's the same thing as feelings, you know, depending on how you feel, if you can rationalize it, if you can rationalize it, it's okay. You know, well, how's how's that? fact how's you know how does that how does that take place into what what we're trying to believe um but i've got a i have a video that i want to i want a video clip that we're going to play our recording um that i want you guys to listen to this is a very simple and and simplistic 
definition of what critical race theory. This guy's name is Vody Bauckham. If you've never if never heard of him, look him up. He's a great pastor. He does a very good job. He is very good when it comes to deconstructivism, critical race theory, and all that stuff. And he's got a very simple definition broke down for us. Steve, can you go ahead and play that? So according to the most authoritative sources on CRT, this is critical race theory. These are the, these are the main um, components of critical race theory. There's four. One, racism is normal. Um, it's the usual way society does business. The common everyday experiences of most people of color in this country, right? If you remember the Lego movie, if you had kids who watched the Lego movie for days, you were sitting there, everything is awesome, everything, right? Um, for CRT, everything is racist, right? Everything is racist. Everything is racist. Robin D'Angelo puts it this way. It, it, we don't have to ask whether or not racism was manifested in that circumstance, but how? Everything is racist. That's critical race theory. Everything is racist. Number two is, is this idea of convergence theory. This means that white people are incapable of righteous actions on race and only undo racism when it benefits them. That's critical race theory. White people are incapable of righteous actions on race and anything that they do that, that, that undoes racism, it's because it benefits them, not people of color. Um, thirdly, uh, CRT is anti-liberal, and, and what, what I mean is they question the very foundation of the liberal order. And when I say the liberal order, I'm not talking about liberal or conservative. I mean um, the idea of equality, legal reasoning, enlightenment, rationalism, um, the idea of neutrality, right? And even the scientific method. And finally, the idea that knowledge is socially constructed, okay? Um, so they use storytelling and narrative reading um, as the way that black people forward knowledge versus the scientific method of white people. Now, an offshoot of that is the centrality of experiential knowledge. CRT recognizes that the experiential knowledge of people of color is legitimate, appropriate, and critical to understanding, analyzing, and teaching about, racial, about, about racism and racial subordination. By the way, this is why CRT talks about racism in terms of a conversation. Why is it important to have a conversation about race? Because the only way you really learn about racism is by listening to the voices of minorities. By the way, this is why you hear things like, we need to elevate black voices, right? Why do we need to do that? Because CRT says there is a special knowledge, I've coined the term um, ethnic Gnosticism in order to explain this ideology, right? Uh, but CRT argues that by virtue of being part of the oppressed, and by the way, this comes out of critical theory and even earlier Marxism, uh, by virtue of being oppressed, you have access to knowledge that the oppressor does not have access to and is blind to by virtue of their position as the oppressor. 
So if we're going to deal with this, it's going to have to be a discussion that elevates minority voices. And that terminology ought to sound very familiar to you because that's the way CRT talks about race and racism. All right. So his his definition of critical race theory is is amazing. It's very good. It's very simple, very broke down. Um, Everything is racist. And what we have to understand about this stuff is this stuff is being taught in our schools um, to our children. And you may be like, ah, you know, I live in a little podunk down in Missouri. You know, no, it is in every school that I have seen that I have been in. um, There was an instance I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Well, there was an instance. So my son was part of the school board last year, um, or, or I guess maybe the, the beginning of this year, there was an event um, that they, they were bringing all the students in and they are not school board. I'm sorry. The, the student council, yeah. um, they, they, he was bringing them in. They were bringing all the kids in. They were introduced them to the freshmen. They were introduced them to, to the, the, you know, the kids coming in and, and all that stuff. And so they were playing all these games. They had this lock-in at the school. They were having a good time. And my son tells me, he said, hey, he said, something really odd happened today um, that really made me feel uncomfortable. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He, he said that they lined them all up in a line side by side. He said, and they began to ask them questions. Um, he, they, they would ask him questions and if the question pertained to you, you either took a step forward or you took a step backwards Mm -hmm. and they would ask questions like this. If you are a white male, take a step forward. If you are a black male, take a step backwards. If your family owns two vehicles, take a step forward. If you, you know, and so on and so forth. And Tony's like, there was tension in the room. He's like, I I was just, I I was, you know, he was almost beside himself. You know, I I mean, he wasn't like freaking out or anything, but he, he, he couldn't believe that this was happening. You know, this is critical race theory, you know, and and the, the whole ideology behind this, this event, what they were doing is they wanted people to know where they're at. Okay. Compared to everybody else. But Tony, my son, uh, you you know, begins to, he's like, there was instantly tension in the room. You know, because somebody's always in front of you and somebody's always behind you. And uh, he, he said it really, it, you know, so my point in telling this is because I, I want people to understand this is being taught in our schools. We have to educate our children on what critical race theory is and why it's so wrong to not only the American people, but to the church. Yeah. And uh, for those of you listening that, you know, don't know where we're from, this isn't urban America either. This is rural no. America. So, I mean, it's making its ways to your small towns. Uh, it, it's it's creeping in. And, and just like Anthony was talking about, I mean, all that is is brainwashing. I mean, that is getting, you know, want, wanting kids to feel guilty about having what they have. That's right. You know, and and it, 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 it's, it's, it's just, an, it's crazy. You know, and it goes into like, you know, intersectionality, you know, and... I have the definition pulled up. It's uh, this is the interconnected nature of social categorization, such as race, class, and gender, as they apply to a given individual or group, regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of of discrimination or disadvantage. Okay, um, in layman terms, what intersectionality is: if you're not a white male heterosexual American, then 
that is intersectionality. Right. The more of what you are not of those things, the more oppressed you are. That's right. If you are, let's just say, a African-American lesbian from Nigeria, you are the most oppressed person there is. That's right. That's yeah. just one example. That's not me being mean. That's not Craig Reynolds. That's that is what that's what intersectionality what it is. is. Yes. I, I seen I, I seen a diagram of it and it was really good. So if you have a circle, okay, and that circle represents racism. Yeah. Okay. And what they were talking about was like if you have if you're not white, okay, so your circle of uh, of not being white overlays in this circle of racism. So you're automatically oppressed by by racism, okay? Yes. Um, and then if you are not straight, if you're not heterosexual, you're bisexual or mm-hmm. gay or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the lesbian, queer, whatever, it, they, it, and, and black, they intersect. Yeah. Okay. Right, so right. then you have got two parts that are, um, that the intersect, intersectionality, um, within racism, well, then you go on down the list, the more things that apply, you know, if you're not from America or if you're not, you know, whatever, um, if you're not a male, if you're a woman, um, you know, all these different things and each one of them intersect with, with each other and they're all based on racism. Yes. And so you go on, you see this stuff, this stuff is being taught to our kids. Um, you, you know, America is inherently racist because there were, there were, uh, slaves and you know, that, you, you know, the the Bible is is racist because it promotes p- promotes men or you you know what I mean the list goes on yes. and on and on there there is a infinite number of things that that somebody can consider that is racist oh man uh, it, anymore yeah and it's 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 hogwash it's brainwashing it is um uh it's lies. Okay, and so, and what it does is it drives a wedge, you know, in, they they bring all this stuff about as in they want social justice. Right. So all this stuff falls under the, you know, they promote all this stuff in the, in the terms of social justice. You know, we want everybody to, to be, to have justice, you know, we don't want anybody to be oppressed and we don't want any of that stuff. You know, again, we go back to, we go back to the Bible. The Bible in and of itself is oppressive. You know, it it is, it will tell you that you are a sinner. It's confrontational. Yes. I mean, when you come to the cross of Christ, it's the biggest confrontation you're going to meet. That's right. Because it's against everything that your flesh wants. Yes. You know, and so, you know, it, it is going to, to seem hard, you know, because it is hard when you realize that you are a sinner in the in that needs grace that needs a savior that is that is a hard reality to, to come to come to yeah uh, and it points out your flaws right well you know in our bible reading in a year that we've been doing as a church um you know we've been in the old testament right now we're in second samuel uh, but, you know, not long ago, we just read through, you know, the, you know, Genesis, Exodus, you know, all of that. But, you know, in that we read about the law when it was mm-hmm. given to Moses. And a lot of people don't like reading of the law and of the Old Testament and all that and you know, all the names and the tribes and the numbers and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I, I do enjoy reading about the law because of this. It reminds me that there was something I cannot live up to, and that is the law. And that right. and that God sent his son to this earth to die for our place who fulfilled the law, 
who did who he didn't do with do away with the law, but he came and fulfilled the law. That's right. And that through that, now we step into grace. And and through his sacrifice, washed us clean. He he did what we could not do. That's right. And he he took our place. He fulfilled the law. Amen. And, and I and I, I could not you know be there's new there's this new song out right now, newer song I should say, Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Yeah. That's oh good my gosh, man. I mean, talk about hitting your heartstrings, just pulling your heartstrings. And it just yeah. reminds me, man. There, you know, I have nothing fit for a king. My, right. I mean, I can lift my hands and all that, but I have, that's all I have, you know, is my worship, my thank, my thankfulness, my gratitude, my, my everything. But, you know, and, and that's where we got to, uh, I feel like when it comes to facing these issues, you know, critical race theory, intersectionality, all of these deconstructivism is, is shining the light of Christ, being that light in the darkness, you right. know, and you, I, I couldn't help but, but thinking about it we're talking about all this racism and, and everything and it, you know how it goes directly against the word of God, you know, Galatians chapter three verses, uh, 26 through 28 says for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew, neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for you all are one in Christ Jesus. And, you know, they don't, I don't want people to get that twisted. You know, he's not saying that, oh, see, you know, there's neither male nor female, so you can be with, no, that's not what it's saying. Right. But it, what it is saying, when you come into the family of God, when you accept Jesus Christ, as you become a child of God, and you your sins have been washed away, that you become part of the family, that, that you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through the sacrifice that he made that saved mm-hmm. you from the law. That's right. That 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 from the wrath that was appointed unto us that we deserved, and, yes. and you know, if we could all grasp that, if yeah. that if that revival could hit our nation, hit this world, and we all come to that realization, we wouldn't have to have these discussions of critical race theory. That's we wouldn't right. have to have these discussions of 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 intersectionality. That's right. Because we would we would know who we are. We would have our identity. All this is, it, it's an it's an uh, it's to steal your identity. That's right. I mean, that's all it is. Yep. You, you know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not real racism. You, you know, that's that's not the point that we're right. getting yeah. at. But, you know, we we talk about, you, you know, racism. Racism is talked about in America so much. And really, honestly, America is probably the least racist country in the world right now. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you, you look at what's going on in, like, Afghanistan and Iraq and, and, and places like that. You know, go to go to Russia. Uh-huh. You know, look, look what they did with this, this, um, this uh, Olympic player that, you know, she was, she was, ho- she was gay and you know, they, they locked her up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't, don't tell me that, that, you know, America is this oppressive nation when you, it gives you the rights to say the things that you're saying, you know, you cannot tell me that, that America is more racist now than it was in 1940. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I don't get. Okay. Look at our school system now. Okay, years ago, blacks and whites had to go to separate schools. Right. Now look at where we're at. We're integrated. Yes. I mean, you, you look at uh, interracial couples. Used to, yes. that would not have been tolerated. You know, there would have been people that would have literally tried to kill people for that. Yes. Because they were, they were full of hatred. They were full of, not of the love of Christ. And now look at what we have. I mean, we have made leaps and bounds to yes. where we're at. 
But yet we want to focus and still have this discussion now. Right. And, and, and we, and we get things twisted. You know, you look at, you look at these in, okay, we'll go back to the Michael Brown incident in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 you know, people in the black lives matter and, and critical race theory and all these, these different groups, they, they want to latch on and be like, look, there was racism. Well, let's look at the root of the story. He just broke into a store. He right. just, he just tore, he just threatened a guy's life. Reached for his gun. Reached for a cop's gun. What yeah. about that? Yeah. They, they don't, they don't want it. And the reason why, you know, let's, let's talk about black lives matter, which is a, a hate group. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say it demonically uh, driven. Yes. That is, that is against everything that America stands for, um, is against the nuclear family. They're against the, you, you know, um, the, the, the police are against everything the, they are, they are a hate group. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and really honestly, if you ask me, they're a terrorist group. Oh yeah. They're um, domestic terrorists. Yes, you look at the things that they've done, the things that they support and stuff like that. It, it is it is wrong. It is not of God. Um, and, and so and what's what's being the reason why this stuff is being being taught in our schools is because um, it, it drives an agenda. It drives an agenda. And that agenda is separation. If they can separate America, America can fall. They want to bring America to its knees mm. and, and rebuild it the way that they want, you know, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about Joe Biden um, yeah. or, or, or anyways, um, I'm not <laughs> talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about the people who run him. I'm talking yeah. about the people who are pulling the strings in the background. You, you know, they're the ones that, that want this, you know, because all of this, all of this is a form of Marxism. Mm-hmm. All of it, which we're going to get into in, a, in our next podcast. Uh, we're going to have to break this up into into two parts. Um, but you know, as always, I want to I wanted to let you guys know if you guys have got any questions. I, we've been kind of pressed on time. Uh, we try to fit as much as we possibly can in here. If you guys have any questions about deconstructivism or um, uh, critical race theory or intersectionality, and you've got any comments, concerns, email us. Email us at realmen uh, at praise.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, uh, Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. You can message us. Uh, all, all these things. Let us know. Let us know if you've got any questions. This is this is deep stuff. But we have got as men. We have got to learn. We've got to learn this. We've got to know what it what it is. We've got to know what it means, and we've got to know how it's affecting our schools, our churches, our families, um, and, and and going going forward and taking a stand on it. We have to. There, there is there is no there's no room for anything else anymore, um, and we have got to take a stand. Uh, as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, guide us as leaders of our homes, churches, and communities, and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, Amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. If you are a man ages 16 and up and would like to join the conversation, join us here at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. in room 400. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Services.
Men, get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, competitions, and the anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 20th and 21st at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with international speaker, author, and the founder of Revival Makers, Tony Suarez. All his power, all of his might, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost, and now his name is on your life, and because of the name, you have access to the inheritance that belongs to the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right here and say thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by an on-time dynamic word from Pastor Joe Dobbins of the Twin Rivers Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Worship provided by the Palace Worship Team. Gather up your friends and come be a part of this memorable weekend. Tickets for the event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates or questions, please contact us at the church office, 573-785-4232, or by email, contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2022, featuring Tony Suarez, Joe Dobbins, and the Palace Worship Team, Friday night, May 20th, and Saturday, May 21st, at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. 